We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean. 78 now. 78904? Yeah, I'm rusty, apparently. It's been a couple days. 78904, if you want to get all tactical on me, it's 530 on the dot on the East Coast, 230 the West Coast, 430 Tennessee time. Of course, I'm just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. And joining me today, it's an intimate show. Just the two of us. It's myself and uh, a freshly groomed uh, Grant Nefer. We talked about that pre-show. That was a fun conversation. It was a fun, it's a fun conversation. As you cannot see, I am freshly groomed. <laughs> Well, parts of you are and parts of you aren't, and we'll leave that up to the viewers. Parts unknown. Great, great, great show. Great show. R.I.P. Is that Anthony Bourdain? That is Anthony Bourdain. Shout out. There you go. Anything else? <laughs> no, no, just great show. Loved it. You know we're live. Just an awkward pause. You know, no, I, I figured you were going to say something. Like, oh, you didn't give me anything to retort to. I said Anthony Bourdain, and I figured maybe you'd have like a an anecdote of some sort. You uh, travel a lot. Maybe you went to one of his restaurants. I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have. I've, 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 I've been around. <laughs> uh, what's going on, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe while you're there. If you want more Anthony Bourdain content along with the... Uh, hey, if you subscribe, Grant will personally DM you and tell you where he is freshly groomed. Uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and drop... I, I'm going to hold him to that. I'm going to drop this link in chat for you guys as far as the weather. Lots of weather going down tonight. As of right now, it's a 12-game slate. Uh, Chief meteorologist Kevin Roth uh, just updated this like 15 minutes ago. Uh, let's see, 5:15. So we have uh, you guys can read it on your own, obviously, but it's in chat for y'all. Uh, orange, yellow, currently in Colorado. That's a big deal, Grant, because that's what a 12 total. We probably want to look at that game when it comes to bats. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. I don't mind. Does that look like Jughead? <laughs> Jughead is in the Archie comics, I believe. I believe so. I don't, I don't, I'm more of a, yeah. Were you a Veronica or a Betty? I was not a, not a either. <laughs> I, I don't know how I know these names, but there you go. But, uh, all right. Um, yeah, so. They Colorado, made, they make a TV show out of it? I, I think the WB or something like that did. Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, know, the like WB a, make is like Netflix. They'll just make anything. I Don't hold me to that. I don't know that for certain, but I believe there is like a live action Archie show or it's called something. It's not called Archie. It's called something else, but the kids love it. Into the um, Jugverse? No, I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> Pretty certain that's not it. Uh, and it, Okay, yeah, it's also Orange, Yellow, and Cincinnati, which is important. 
Uh, it's yellow orange in Philadelphia as well. Uh, so you guys are one on one on Korean members, of course. Uh, tune in to Crunch Time today. Kevin Roth will be there to give you the most up to date update as far as weather. Take you guys all up the lock on that because my teams are kind of sort of in limbo because we don't, you know, I don't know what's going to play, what's not going to play. And as of right now, I'm not feeling very comfortable about the chorus game. Uh, also, cheese, cheese is good. Dave Potts will be there with STL cards. Uh, answer all your baseball-related questions. That said, uh, we can dive in and talk about this slate in a second. Do want to mention program uh, notes. Uh, next Wednesday, I believe it is, time yet to be determined. Uh, we want to talk about that there's going to be an NFL lineup HQ show, a Q&A NFL lineup HQ show. Wait, there you go. Say time four times fast there, Grant. Uh, it's called Blender. Riverdale? That's what Riverdale was? That's what it's called. There you go. Yeah, good job. Is that the channel? I had no idea you? what Riverdale was this entire time. Yeah. Well, we're in the middle of doing a promo here, Grant. Try to act professional. But they're, the Powerpuff Girls are doing a reboot. Oh, well, that's that. you want to just talk about that for the next hour? Yeah, yeah. Are you, were you more a Blossoms, Bubble, or Buttercup guy? You seem like a Buttercup guy. I was more of a Six than Blossom. But wait, wait what show are you talking about now? Power, Powerpuff Girls? I've never, it's a cartoon, right? I've never seen it. I'm yeah. aware of the existence of, but yeah, I don't have any... They were made from sugar, Netflix, Netflix. spice, and everything nice. And yeah. Serum X. <laughs> this I is believe. not my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, so next Wednesday, it's going to be uh, Blender and Tambo. They're going to be going through what the NFL lineup HQ has, a Q&A as well, too. I suppose they're going to be asking for submissions for questions. Not really sure what's going to be going down, possibly in the forums, possibly on the Twitter, just possibly uh, you'll hit them up on Twitter directly. I don't really know. But uh, you guys see our baseball AQ, uh, HQ all the time and NFL lineup HQ as well, like two weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever is around the as far as the start of the season for NFL and uh, Grant, I assume you use this, especially if you want to run on a bunch of lineups, and you can make all sort of. Uh, uh, well, I only want two Chiefs, and I'll, 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 this guy, if I want Hill, I'm not going to play Kelsey or vice versa. I'm going to have all or nothing. You can put all sorts of rules in there as far as building your lineups. Is this something you have uh, experience doing? This is something I have experience doing, and I will do today with bases ball, and I will continue doing because it's good, it's neat, it's it's everything I want. All right, there you go. <laughs> that sounded mostly believable. That was a little robotic, but I do know you, you use it, but it's just kind of sort of funny the way you I didn't, use it. I, I, I was being serious. You probably couldn't tell by the monotone of my voice. Yeah, you're trying to throw me off, I suppose. But uh, it's funny. We were talking pre-show about one of my lifelong dreams was being an infomercial, and I felt like I was kind of sort of in, in one there for a second. Don't talk about my lifelong dream. We should not talk about that. <laughs> that is not for the kids. <laughs> That's for premium members only. You guys can DM and I'll let you know as well. Yeah, sign but, up for uh, my fans only. Yeah, only. Yeah, that, th- those... <laughs> That one as well, too. It's not worth it getting into. Uh, hey, there's baseball going down tonight. We have a 12-game slate. This is an awesome slate, Grant. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of confused with what to do because there's so many options. There's some great sticks. There's some great arms. There's some cheap arms. And uh, I am playing some cash games. Like, in my head, my lineups are all over the place. And, again, everything's sort of in flux when it comes to the weather. Uh, for the sake of this show, we're going to work on the assumption that all these games will play. Does that work for you? That does, in fact, work for me. Although with the Coors game, we should probably talk about contingency plans. Oh, Although, yeah, correct. I am full on fading the Coors game, regardless, unless Roth gives it the go-ahead and it looks like it's going to be low-owned. Well, that's the thing. What if it's a dicey like fifty-one forty-nine, and most people are going to stay away, and then all of a sudden, now it's you know all or nothing. There if, are yeah. offenses that I like better than Coors that are still going to be lower-owned. All right, we're going to talk about the offenses in a second, Grant. We're talking arms first. Max Scherzer, biggest name on the board, 11K on DK. Also the most expensive arm on uh, FanDuel as well, taking on a Boston team that's pretty putrid these days, not very imposing. There is the monster out there that's lurking. He will give up some power to lefties on occasion. Uh, how much of a priority is Scherzer for you? Because I'm going back and forth in this, and again, a lot of it speaks to the fact that the slate offers a lot of good bats and a lot of good arms in the mid-tier, so – Typically, I like to grab no, – I, I value arms over bats. Arms are more predictive. I can figure out the bats. Uh, but I'm kind of going back and forth on Scherzer as far as how much I need him. Probably on DK, it's a yes because you have two and you can get a cheap pitcher. And like DK offers so many cheap guys that can like – you can get really good bats. You can get really good arms and still make it work underneath the, underneath the cap. But as far as Fandle, I'm not sure if you're playing over there today or not, Grant. But uh, they've raised the prices on most players. There's no longer a lot of a whole bunch of 2.2, 2.4 guys to kind of make things work. And, you know, you have about three per stick, 3K per stick if you roster Scherzer. And there are some cheap pitchers over there as well. So I'm considering not playing Scherzer in cash. Just one of my debates I'm going back and forth on. What do you do with Mad Max? Uh, I think that you play him in cash. Like, honestly, like, 
I, you just play him with cash. Uh, he's going up against Boston. Obviously, you said everything that you need to say. Like, the ballpark's not great, but they have him in the same offense. He's been a little bit over, all over the place so far this season. He's definitely walking more guys, but the K rate is still there. And looking at the projected lineup, there are enough lefties in there, which is a little bit concerning, but it's really not a lineup that you're too worried about. He's just a beast. He's going to go over 100 pitches in all likelihood. It's a slate where, like, who are you going to go with in cash for your SP1 then? Yeah, so uh, on FanDuel specific, you only roster one. And, again, I'm telling you that the, the cap is tighter over there. Uh, Andy, Andrew Heaney is really, really well positioned today, and Burns is really well positioned today. We'll talk about those guys in a second. And it just opens up the bat so much more. Uh, you got, like, at least 3K yeah. more to play with. I didn't again, see Haney's price tag over on FanDuel. He's probably your SP1. Yeah, so that, that, that's sort of that, that's sort of what's a – if the discrepancy wasn't that much, it, you know, of course, I'll just, I'll just get max. But it a, makes a big difference as far as your lineups. And, again, I think Coors matters over there, too, especially from a cash game perspective. If Coors is in, you probably want to get a piece of Coors if you can, a guy like the teaser or something like that. And then, you know, rostering Scherzer makes it really, really hard. So – uh, well, let's talk about – you mentioned Heaney. Well, let's sort of bring him up. And on DK specifically, Heaney is 7.8K. Well, you, you know, he's like the 10th most expensive pitcher. We're just jumping down in there. He's facing your Seattle Mariners. I know they have shown some pop on the right-hand side, some of the rookies, but this is still not a very good lineup. Uh, Heaney, the only concern is his manager, I suppose. How long is Madden going to let him go? Uh, can he get those uh, – the QS? Can he drop that QS on Fanel, get that quality start for you? Can, you? can he go six innings? Does he have to necessarily? You really want him to. I think he gets the W. I feel good about his offense today. Uh, talking about Heaney. Yeah, so Heaney, he's he's just good. Like I know he hasn't been that great this year, but overall he's a good strikeout pitcher. He's had good success against Seattle in the past. Um, this is not a great offense. Like It definitely has some pop in it, surprisingly, but it's not really necessarily one that you want to – like you want to target pitchers against them, but when they're low owned enough, which they are today, I'm I'm playing a lot of Heaney, but there is I will have one probably Seattle hedge stack just because there is enough pop in this lineup. Like you can use Lewis, you can use Seager, who for some reason has great numbers versus lefties. Um, you can use Nola, you can use Haggerty, you can use pretty much anyone in this offense. There's a lot of cheap guys. I mean, Jose is sitting there at two K. Um, like, there are multiple 2K bats. If you're talking about wanting to play Scherzer, like, just the way the builds run out and the fact that they are so cheap, I will definitely have some Seattle bats in some tournaments here because they're going to go virtually unowned. Heaney is probably one of the chalkier pitchers on the entire slate. Um, so it's it's a spot where Heaney, like, should end up with seven strikeouts. It's just, is he going to give up a home run or two? And then what's that bullpen going to do? I mean, we talked about the short leash. Yes, you can play Heaney and you can play Seattle, and there's a possibility that, Seattle ends up putting up a lot of runs after Heaney comes out of the game, but Heaney is predominantly known for being a bit of a fly ball pitcher, an extreme hard contact pitcher. It's being played over in Anaheim, which is about a pitcher's neutral ballpark, and it's 80 degrees out there, which on this slate, Coors is sitting. Is that a marine layer today or no? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If you want, we can check out the Roth Weather Edge tool (laughs) and see what that has to say. Fire it up. What does it say? All right, I am firing it up uh, before I fire it up. Yeah, Heaney's just – he's going to get strikeouts. We know that. It's just all about whether the ball ends up leaving the park or not, which is like one of the perfect spots where you can play both. There's two games where I will be playing high amounts of the pitcher and the opposing offense. But if we look at the weather edge tool, it's only a 3.2% increase to home runs, a 4.4% increase to total runs, and a 4.4% decrease or increase to ERA. So science and whatnot. All right. Uh, I see a question in chat. What chat do you guys look at most during the show? Uh, the YouTube chat. That, that, that's what I'm looking at pretty much, pretty much the whole time. I know there's Discord stuff going on as well, too, and it's kind of hard to keep track of everything, but I do my best to kind of uh, – every once in a while, Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, he'll, he'll sneak in some questions for us as well, too. Uh, he's probably pulling them from multiple areas as well. But is that, Do you have the chat pulled up, Rand? Are you multitasking? I do have the chat pulled up. All right. Just, just, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, the thing with Heaney is that, uh, you know, big case, stretch back to last year, 27.9%. He has been extended to, what, 97 pitches last time out, 101 before that. Didn't go deep in either because, well, partially because he labored a bit and he was walking too many guys. Two walks, four walks, before that, zero walks, before that, four walks. So a little bit concerning as far as the walks, of course, that beats up your pitch count. And the Seattle team, uh, I was just looking at them versus lefties this season, and they are the fifth worst team in baseball when it comes to WRC plus 70. If you guys don't know what WRC Plus is, 100 is the middle. 100 is the average team, but it also gets rid of ballpark factor as well. 
If you are a 70, that means you're 30% worse than the average team. So I know they have had, they've had some pop. Uh, they've been a bit of, you know, they've had their moments where we roster guys against them. It's like, well, the Mariners blew up my chalk pitcher. But I, on the whole, they have not been great. And as far as ISO, isolated power, I think they were 22nd for what it's worth. Um, all right. Uh, the, he's one of the most important guys in the slate for me. Uh, we can kind of jump back up if you want as far as salaries. Uh, you know, we have Wheeler on this slate against the Braves. I don't have a ton of interest. Gallon, I love Gallon. I don't know if I'm going to get there because I just think it's so close to Scherzer. I'm probably not double barreling. Uh, feel free to jump in as far as Wheeler and Gallon. I think they're playable. If you're playing 150. I guess I'm, not, the I'm not playing Wheeler. But I'm, I'm, I'm not I, getting. I, I'm just not getting there. Yeah, I'm not getting there either. Uh, Hendricks at 9.2k. I like Hendricks. At that price, though, like what is his upside? How many guys is he really going to strike out? K's or K's? And what's his upside? What do you think is the most points he scored on the season before? He had that one game. It was an outlier. Forty-five. Yeah, I think he dropped the CGSL like the first game of the year. Is that correct? That is correct, and I was not happy about it. But he's going up against a lineup there is five lefties in it. We know that Hendricks is a guy that's not quite reverse splits, but kind of reverse splitsy. Um, he strikes out lefties at a drastically higher rate, um, if I remember correctly, because he has that changeup. Like, he, if he's facing five lefties, that's a big help. Like, the strikeout rate in this lineup is well above average, like, or is above average right now. He can definitely get stuff done. So, he's sitting there. He gets ground point. balls done. That's what he gets done. Ground balls. You want ground balls? Uh, what do you think his ground ball rate is versus lefties? Uh, you know, I, I, I have a, you know, a thing called Plate IQ here at rotogrounders.com, and his ground ball rate versus lefties in the last two seasons is not spectacular. It's at 34.7% versus righties, it's 51.6%. But, you know, the point is he's not getting case, not, not enough at least. I mean, the but point right. is, Dean, that he, you're he living in more... the past. <laughs> in 2018, was, he was a bit of a different pitcher. Like, yes, he was still getting more strikeouts versus lefties, but he was not an extreme ground ball guy versus lefties. He was more ground ball neutral. Prior to that, versus lefties, he was a big ground ball guy. He wasn't using that change up nearly as much, and he wasn't getting strikeouts at all. You still think of him as the same strikeout pitcher he was in the past, but the fact of the matter is this matchup today is very different than it has been in the past. What, what is the biggest predictor of future behavior? The past? Yeah, of course. So, so should we look at his little league numbers? <laughs> I would say his little league numbers. He was probably striking out more than uh, what twenty percent in the last two years, like he has in the majors. I'm going to go with the over on that. Yeah, it's probably. Where, a good did, where do you play little league at? Was it a strong league? I mean, I I, I think the tees were a little ghost? bit higher than normal. <laughs> if they were available, I would. Well, I don't little league know, but high school, no. But you're right; they're all ever evolving. But at this point, we kind of sort of know who Hendricks is. He's kind of sort of know who he is. He's a guy that strikes out lefties at an above average rate and yeah. a guy that strikes out righties at a below average rate, but he gets lots of ground balls. He doesn't walk guys, which means he can go later into the game. He's sitting at 2%, 2.7% walk rate on the season. And the lineup he's going up against really isn't that great. Davidson's in the lineup, which is a huge boost, if I remember correctly. He strikes out a lot, but he hits a lot of bombs. He is a righty, but that should add some case to the lineup there going up against a righty. We don't see too much in plate IQ because Davidson only has nine plate appearances versus righties since the beginning of last season. But Davidson is a 35% K rate guy. Um, Castellanos and Suarez are big K guys, but then the lefties, like he can get any lefty out with his pitch stuff. So he's a guy that is probably, I, I, what honestly, is this over under? It's set an over under for K's. Uh, how, how many strikeouts is he getting today? All right, let's let, let's check out Plate IQ and see what he has as a K prop. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's on Plate IQ, is it? If it is, it's, I'm missing it. Not Plate IQ, uh, lineup HQ, but I don't see it there either. I don't think that's there anymore. That used to be a thing, but I don't know if that's a uh, son of a biscuit. I, I his K prop is probably sitting at right at about five point five. Would be my guess. I was going to guess five and a half, which is you know whatever. I want a guy with a bigger. I, I want more than six Ks out of my nine K guy. The capability to get more than six. He's safe. He's fine, I guess. Uh, do you like him more than Gallon? I guess you do. I definitely do. Like, a Gallon is going to draw far more ownership. I mean, we currently have Hendricks pegged at 4% ownership, and he has a possibility of a 30-point game, realistically, going up against this many lefties. It's not the most likely outcome, but you're getting him at one-fourth of the ownership of Gallon. Gallon is going up against a Giants team that is just mediocre at strikeouts, and he's going up against a team playing in a open-air dome, if I remember correctly. Well, it's open airs, and it's also potentially going to rain there for what it's worth. So keep an eye on that, too. Uh, again, Roth uh, did update. That one's currently orange jello, which is kind of scary. And, again, he will be on crunch time for premium members. All you have to lock, tell you guys what's going down weather-wise. Um, 
Yeah. I, Dustin May, I, I can't do it. You're supposed to build a roster for anybody versus Texas, but 9.1K for Dustin May. Uh, the Ks aren't there for some reason. He looks like a guy that should have more strikeouts. If you watch him pitch, it's like, wow. Is he, if you say pitching ninja, I'm sure you've seen it before on Twitter, like some of his pitches, it's like, whoa, how does anybody hit any of this? And like one strikeout last time, two before that, two before that. Of course, he had those AKs against San Diego, but the Ks just have not been there just yet. He's another guy, he's, you know, he's evolving, not a, not a finished product just yet, and also they fully baby him. Uh, the most pitches he's thrown this season, I believe, is 88. Yes, uh, somewhere in the 80s or so. And, yes, great matchup there against Texas. It was terrific. I don't – you really need him to thread the needle and he can go five or six and strike out eight or so. That, that's in play. That just seems less likely for me. And the, and the asking price is just a bit too steep, especially when you consider – well, I guess we're kind of working our way down there. McCullers is like one of those guys I've been, like, just thrown – I couldn't – I still can't figure out, but I can. I think I can just throw him away. I don't, I don't think I need him today. Because Disagree. I like him. Okay, sell me on McCullers. McCullers got good stuff. Oakland strikes out. It's being played in a decent ballpark. He's been inconsistent, so he's going to draw almost no ownership. Um, we haven't pegged at thirteen percent. I think that's too high. I don't think people are going to go there with that. I'm but, not playing him. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, don't play him. I'll play him, and I'll win money. <laughs> but he's he's a good, he's got good stuff. Like when he can actually locate, he's pretty darn good. And he's no strikeouts pretty- this year. Yeah, he really hasn't had many strikeouts this year, but he's still a guy with good strikeout stuff. His curveball is filthy. And like you say no strikeout stuff. So he, he's predominantly a sinker changeup curveball guy. And his sinker whiff rate is only at 15%, but his whiff rate for his curve and his changeup are 43 and 53 respectively. If he can actually locate those pitches. Can he? I don't know. It, we'll figure it out once he starts playing. Um, we won't know until then. It's a 10.7% walk rate, by the way, and 17.9% K rate. That's just terrible. And I understand it, there's talent there. And I, I look, it's one of those things where like, I'll check back in five days, and maybe you're right. Maybe I'll get an optimal game. I just don't think it's something we have to do when it seems completely unnecessary. But We don't uh, have to do anything in fantasy baseball. We can just play the chalk every day like you do, but that's largely <laughs> going to not win a tournament. Hey, I'm right here, Grant. That's that's not true, by the way. I will I will be ambitious sometimes in tournaments, um, but no. Okay, I, I will take uh, Burns against McCullers. How about that? Straight up, and he's cheaper. I'll take him straight up. Oh, fine. Chuck and beer bet. I don't know. I don't have any beer in the house, but something. We'll I here. think you lost the last one, but I don't remember what it no, was. No, we didn't. We, no, we get the same conversation. I'm like, I don't feel like buying beer for the sake of a bet. And that's a oh yeah, thing. but you actually ended up taking one. A ridiculous odds I gave you, and then. Ugh. You, you can't you just say you're, you're taking the, the victory lap on a, on a bet you don't remember even happened. Yeah. <laughs> How could you do that? You know, don't you have to prove victory? I'm, I'm not making you chug <laughs> because I don't remember fully what it was. I just remember I won, but oh, well. I was more focused on just showing up Cardi the entire time. Yeah. You know what? In chats, uh, they're correct. Yeah, yeah, I'm Dean. I, I won the Millie Maker a lot of thousand other people. Don't, there's no reason to put an asterisk on it, correct? There is I, a reason to put an asterisk on it because it, it leads people to believe that you won a million dollars. I know. I won the Millie Maker. Nobody beat me in the Millie Maker. Dean, you ever had a Zima? No. How old do you think I – well, no. No, I've never had a Zima before. Okay, I guarantee Zimas were out and popular when you were that age. No. Wait, did they still make Zima? Is that still a thing? They made I think they brought it back. Riverdale and Zima. <laughs> like, those are the things we got to bring back. Dibs on the band name, Riverdale and Zima. <laughs> yeah. Who, who they open up for? Uh, Coheed and Cambria or something like that. All right. Uh, I like Burns. I saw them in concert. I've seen them in concert before, too. They're pretty fun. Uh, so, remember concerts? Remember that was a thing? People did yeah. that? Yeah. Those are fun. It was a good run. Uh, all right. Uh, Corbin Burns, he's got a monster K rate, 30.8%. His issue, right, Grant, one of his big issues is walks. 10.5% as far as the walk rate. Guess who doesn't take walks? I'll give you one guess. I'll, I'll give you a second. We're on air. People are watching, but take your time. I don't know. Is it is it the Phillies? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> For the sake of this conversation, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, is it the team that he is playing, which happens to be the Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah. So dating back to last year, they walk at 7.1% collectively. I think it's even worse this year. Uh, 4.5% as far as walking. Now, of course, Burns this year is 14.7% walk rate, which is scary. I don't – yo, it's Emac. What up, Emac? Emac's in chat. He said he said – I, I believe he said it's Emac before. He said that in chat. I would not – I don't need to see proof of life in that. I, that sounds believable. He might have been in the commercials for all I remember. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I 
remember commercials when you had to watch them and stuff? Oh my god, yeah. Kids don't know how hard we had at these uh, back in the day. Uh, you had to get up and change the channel. It was a whole thing. Uh, well, you probably, I don't know if you did because you're a little bit younger than me. The point is... Yeah, I wasn't uh, born in the 1920s like you. <laughs> yes, I was off the trolley back in the day. Uh, yeah, so this Pittsburgh team, this season, uh, Gonzalez has walked 1.6% of the time. Uh, Fraser, 4.3%. Newman, 4.3%. Bell has been a disaster. If you pull up the plate IQ, and Devin's man in the controls right now, he's probably going to show the people... It's, it's dummy-proof, Grant. Even you can follow it. I can follow it. Red is bad. Green is good. There's different shades of, of each. Obviously, the greener, the more it pops, the better it is. Uh, I've heard there are 50 shades of gray. Yeah, but how does that relate to this conversation? We're talking about green. Nothing. I'm just giving people knowledge. <laughs> but that's completely irrelevant to the conversation. Like, irrelevant I t- material. I, move to strike. The human head weighs 10 pounds. There, do, what are you going to do with that? Okay, first of all, no, there's a drastic variation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get, get, depending on the head, I suppose, yeah. Barry Jug's Bonds, head, 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 jug head was made of jug. <laughs> How much the jug head's head weigh? Point is, Grant, uh, Burns, if there's ever a matchup lined up for Corbin Burns, this team strikes out a ton. They don't walk at all. What does Burns do? He strikes people out and he walks people. If they refuse to walk, they're going to strike out. Talk to me about Burns. Are you not in? Uh, are you not worried about his pitch count? Yeah, a little bit. It, I think I think it's kind of sort of baked into the price. That's sort of my thought process. Is it? Is yeah. it not? I mean, eighty-seven, eighty-three last two times out. Like he's he seems to be getting fuller and fuller extended. Assuming he's pitching well. Is he using extends? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that still a product that's on the market? You, that's you what know. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Google that. You know, I, I said it, my, one of my dreams is to be in the commercial, an infomercial. Not that one, probably. Probably maybe like the the rump appeal. Maybe. I mean, like I don't that. know why you wouldn't want to be that in commercial. Like, oh, he's probably hung then. <laughs> oh, Grant, we, we are derailing the show. <laughs> Uh, so are you in or are you out? Have I had you convinced on Burns or not so much? Not so much. I mean, if I'm going like under McCullers, then I'm probably going for some cheaper guys. I mean, we already talked about Haney and how good he is. Like if you want to take a shot on someone, like, I don't know if you know this, but McKenzie's strikeout rate is 15% higher than Burns this year. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> okay. What was it in Little League? His Little League strikeout rate was probably not 50% or whatever was his first game against, I think Detroit was it? Yeah, yeah, probably. He's he's a prospect, and like, yeah, we got to talk about him, and we got to talk we got to talk about Sixto Sanchez, of course. Sixto Sanchez, uh, most famous for uh, getting traded for JT Realmuto. Uh, he was the big prize in that uh, that dump off for the Marlins had. I mean, can you really call anything the Marlins get a prize? I mean, amongst their trades, he's one of the better products they've gotten back in return. We can say that at least uh, as it stands right now. But there's some really awful, awful trades they've had throughout their history, but. Uh, like they still shouldn't have dumped Romuto, but that's a whole other conversation. He's legit. We'll talk about him second when it comes He's to He's too legit to quit. Well, that that's how old are you? Zima and MC Hammer references? What else? <laughs> are you rocking out the right said Fred before the show? <laughs> the what? <laughs> right, right said Fred. <laughs> you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Google it when you get off the show. It's good times. I'm sure you've heard the song before. Uh, one at Wonder. Uh, yeah, so talk to me about six those. Talk to me about uh, the cheapies that, you, that are popping for you. Uh, the cheapies to me that are popping are also obviously six toe. He is he throws heat like he could get blown up in Tampa Bay. Is obviously not the best matchup in the world, and but it is being played over in Miami. Like he looked good in his first start out. He doesn't walk people, and he has dynamic stuff. So seeing the possibility of a decent amount of strikeouts is definitely there. So he's a guy that I'm definitely looking at quite a bit um outside of him mckenzie i think is a guy that's very much in play danny duffy no danny duffy the nope. guy who you put up play, 21 play white Sox. Uh, i will play white Sox, but i also play this guy called danny duffy um, okay you can't just, just I mean, is, that, is that your analysis just to say the name with more oomph <laughs> or are you actually gonna throw out some numbers at me yeah, uh, but throw out some numbers at you. Uh, Danny Duffy is a guy that just had 21 and 27 points up against a similarly tough team versus lefties in the Twins. He's a guy that's in the past has shown great stuff and terrible stuff at different times. And yes, he's facing a whole lot of righties. He is a bit worse versus righties. Um, but he's still got 28% K rate on the season going versus righties. 92 play appearance sample size. Gives a fly balls line drives. 
I know that doesn't matter. He still is a guy that can put up a big outing. He's going to come in at almost no ownership at all. I think we currently have him pegged at what? 1%, 3%. So he's got 3% ownership and he's a guy that can strike out a bunch of guys. He's going up against a team that while they may not strike out as much versus lefties as they do versus righties, still a bunch of strikes out strikeouts in there. Jimenez, Grandal, Encarnacion, Moncada, Robert, like all these guys strike out a pretty drastic clip. If they don't end up taking the ball to the ballpark, then he can absolutely end up with a 10 strikeout game. This is a spot where you want to play both sides of it because the White Sox aren't coming in nearly high owned enough and Duffy's not coming in nearly high owned enough. Like I'm playing both sides of this game. Duffy may give up three home runs, but if he if they're all solo shots and he gets 10 strikeouts, then boom, you're good. doesn't even matter. So Duffy's a guy that I'm probably going to be using a bit of in ter- big field tournaments, specifically big field tournaments. Then Ponce de Leon is a guy that I think you can think about. If he can actually locate his pitches, then he can put up a pretty decent game. He's going up against the Indians, and there are some lefties in that lineup, which we know that because of his changeup, he gets out a lot more lefties than he does righties. Going up against five of them, and the righties in that lineup, just not that great anyways. So I think that he's a guy that you could potentially use, but predominantly the guys I'm using are going to be Sixto. They're going to be Scherzer, Hendricks, McCullers, and Heaney. Yeah, throw Hendricks out. Uh, I'm looking at the ownership, by the way. We have Scherzer currently projected at 40%, then Heaney at 22 McKenzie at 19 uh, Sanchez at 17 so one of those kids. Uh, Gallon at 17 Burns at 15 I think it's still too low. Uh, Yarbrough, we kind of ignored. We should have mentioned Yarbrough. I think he's a play against a terrible Miami team. Yeah, I was on him a bit earlier, but seeing 13% ownership, like maybe I'll use him, maybe I won't. Like going up against Miami is one of those spots where they're probably one of the worst teams on the board. They are playing in one of the best ballparks. I mean, I might need to revisit a little bit because he does. They do strike out quite a bit versus lefties, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Garrett Cooper's back for whatever it's worth. He's batting cleanup for the Marlins. Uh, and also, one more thing as far as again, small sample. We know there's a lot of boppers in that uh, Chicago lineup. WRC plus for the White Sox this year versus lefties again, small sample size theater. One seventy. It's well, I must uh, we discussed this pre-show. I imagine don't don't sound like some kind of like genius over there. <laughs> 170. You could have like at least like kind of a slick about it. Like, I don't know, 169. Yeah, it's 170, which means again, small sample. They're 70% better than the average team. I do agree. Like Duffy this year has uh, elevated his K's and there are some K's in that Chicago lineup. So I think that's not completely crazy to play both sides of that. I want to, I'm sorting the ISO as well too. I'm probably certain number one. Yeah. Their ISO is 304 as a team collectively versus lefties this year. The next team, by the way, the next team is the Orioles. How about that? Small sample sizes at 259. Uh, versus lefties. All right, we have to move on. Anything else as far as pitchers? No, let's move on to the bats, if you will. First question in chat, I see uh, QQ. Should I? And by the way, I think Emac was the innovator of QQ. So shout out to. There's a second callback for Emac to be still lurking. I think he's the one that came up with QQ. Uh, should I like and subscribe or dislike? What do you think, Grant? I think you should like and subscribe if you are not already subscribed. Should you pound or smash the like button or just like caress it? I mean, uh, it depends. Depends on the lady. Well, it's a, no, it's, this is a like button we're talking about. <laughs> now your whole extends thing has gotten in your brain. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about some catchers. Uh, I think you can. I've seen some builds. I've made some builds where you can actually spend up a catcher tonight on uh, the traded JT Robito for Sixto Sanchez against Robbie Irwin. Uh, if you have the funds, for sure, 5.1K, I'm in. Uh, if you cannot get there, or is that something you've determined, or are you just going to say, oh, I'm just going to play the catcher on my stack, and that's that. What are you going to catch her tonight? Is Trevino really batting third? Yeah, he, he did that the other day as well, too. That Texas lineup is just so gross. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's 3K. Like, if you need to save some money, he's kind of the way to do it. Um, I mean, those two, Suzuki's not a terrible idea, batting fifth and for Washington, going up against Perez. He's in there at 4K. Grandal is a guy that is very good, um, and he's going up against a guy that does give up a lot of hard contact, although he may strike him out. Um, but Long he's side in there. of a split for what it's worth. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. He's still yeah. a guy that mashes. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, catcher, I'm predominantly – I'm going to either use Real Muto, Trevino, or I'm going to throw in the guy in my stack. Like, it's, it depends on how much salary you have and you want to save, but you either play the top guy or the guy that's way too cheap. There's a person named Jacob Nottingham that will be catching baseballs tonight, uh, the thrown by Corbin Burns. Uh, I think I- we call him the sheriff. Is that, is that what we're doing? <laughs> That's his nickname? I don't know. You're going to make up nicknames every single day. I might as well. Yeah. Well, some people either follow him. Some people don't. It's understandable. 
Uh, as far as Carson Kelly's 3K versus, you know, Tyler Anderson. And Nottingham is, is 2.3K, and he's facing Derek Holland, who you can argue is the worst pitcher on this slate. They just, you know, retread, just keeps getting signed to different places. And was it this last time out or the time out before that when he gave up four, four bombs in the first inning? That didn't end well for him. Um, yeah, just it's a cheap bat, and it's catcher, and it's not a high of opportunity cost. So if it makes everything else work, I'm okay with that, as well as a guy like Cam Gallagher, because why not? He's 2.1K. Do you know Again, that he, he smashes watermelons and not no, baseballs no, as no, much? No, you're thinking of Gallagher. No, that, that's a different Gallagher. And it's funny because Gallagher in real life is actual this, – this sounds like the oldest conversation ever because nobody knows what Gallagher is, but his brother used his, used his same gimmick and did the same tour, and they, he had to sue him. It was called Gallagher 2. It had to turn into Gallagher 2. Read up on it on Wikipedia. The Gallagher started a – yeah, Gallagher with this watermelon. Do not want to spend Thanksgiving in the Gallagher house, tell you what. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It got really ugly in the courts. But uh, I think the lead Gallagher ended up uh, getting getting his way and uh, things were justified. Let's move on to first base, Grant. Um, hey, your boy, Reese Hoskins. He's fairly Reese's species. Yeah, well, that's what you want to call it. Again, we're dropping nicknames, I suppose. Uh, he's 4.2K on DK versus Robbie Irwin. I'm good with that. Uh, Rizzo's got a really nice price on Fandle where he's like 3-1 or 3-2, maybe 3-3 versus Tyler Bale. Um Yeah, Abreu is super expensive, but we know he's quote-unquote hot, I suppose. I prefer Encarnacion versus righties. Like, you know, it's basically the same, but, you know, people are probably less apt to plan. If you can get the money as far as Abreu, by all means, do it. Uh, first base, are we looking at the cores yet as far as first? Daniel Murphy at 4.2K, preferably fine against Davies. You prefer the split with Hosmer versus Freeland. France, you know, 3.9K batting seventh, shorts in play. Uh, what do you have for your first? Uh, I, I'm having a hard problem uh, kind of whittling it down. I mean, for cash, I think if the Coors game is going to be safe, I think it's McMahon or Murphy, one of those two. Either one will work fine. Um, Hoskins is a good option if Coors doesn't play. If you need to save the money, O'Hearn is dirt cheap going up against Leonardo Lopez, who is obviously much worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. Like those are the guys you're generally looking with with cash. Uh, with tournaments, it's Dozier and it's Walker for me. Um, big fan of Walker today, three point eight k or three point nine k rather. Um, going up against Anderson, he's got the platoon split. The dude has power. It's the dome's open. It's hot. So real big fan of him. And then Dozier, like going up against Lopez. I don't like righty right matchups with him as much, but Lopez gives up a massive amount of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Like Dozier has tons of power, can absolutely take the ball out of the ballpark. He's too cheap. So him versus uh, Lopez, full, fully on board for. Yeah, I think it's what, 88 degrees there in Chicago for what it's worth. And it's funny. I you think you're thinking of 98 degrees, the band. No, that's Nick Lachey, and that's, that's, that's 10 degrees difference. <laughs> I'm well aware of 98 degrees. Don't, don't challenge me on this. <laughs> um, by the way, your references, honestly, they, they really they could use a refreshing. <laughs> Can you say something a little bit more modern? You did drop a music reference. Uh, Dunkaroos are back. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever had a Dunkaroo. Did I have a, a sad childhood? Because I'm fairly certain I – am I missing out? Your childhood? You were like 50 years old when Dunkaroos came out in the 70s. They, wait, what? That's some that's – some, I know you're an accountant, but that's some, that's some fuzzy math. For I sure. called you old. <laughs> I heard you. Somebody in chat said I had gray hair too, so which is certainly plausible. You definitely, yeah. You definitely are getting some grays up there. All right. We're going to – I got to get the, the – Manscaped, does that work on the hair too, or how does that work? I mean, I yeah, I actually use my other manscape for, for my, for my hair up there. Yeah, well, fair enough. All right, let's talk about the Keystone position, second base. Uh, this probably depends on what site you're on. Uh, Fandle specific. There's a couple of good values I like. Kendrick, I assume he cracked the lineup. Is Kendrick in there? Yes, he's batting third there versus Martin Perez. Gets the pick on the monster. He's two point seven k on Fandle. Hira is three point five k on Fandle. There's somebody at three k I liked as well too. Marte. Uh, all, all three of those are really, really strong plays uh, for me and Fandle specifically. But uh, jump, and, you know, feel free to disagree or agree. But your thoughts as far as second base and from a DK perspective, what do you have for me? I mean, I really like Marte. I really like the Diamondbacks today. He's in there 4.9K going up against Anderson. So I think he's a fantastic play. We already talked about Big Man. He's first or second base, depending on playing on DK and which one, which one you feel like choosing. Um, but those are two of the main guys. Uh, Mendick is really cheap today. If you like Mendick today, you can get him in there real cheap. Um, so he's batting eighth. Do you actually but, like him, or you just wanted to kind of weasel your way and make the reference? A little column A, a little column B. Fair like enough. he's going up against Duffy. Like he's super cheap at two point three k. I was I, I was listening to a podcast today, and the host told me that Duffy's going to just absolutely smash. And I should play him in tournaments. He's going to give up three home runs, one to Mendick. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, not probably. Okay, that's, that's not the chalk, but and I'm supposed to play the yeah, – fair enough. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't actually think he's going to get a home run, but I just <laughs> just wanted to give you the business there. Um, Understood. Yeah, like outside of that, like Cronenworth, if you can make that work over in Coors, he's sitting at 4.4K if that game's going to go. Uh, he's obviously a fantastic play, but like Marte's my guy today. Like Marte's my guy, and then Mendick's a guy that I'm going to have in my White Sox stacks. Uh, I would throw Jonathan VR not leading off these days, batting fifth. Uh, he's just pretty cheap. It's kind of sort of baked in. A little bit of pop in that bat. He's also leading the league in, in stolen bases. Uh, he's leading the league in stolen bases. He's got nine, and uh, what his teammates has eight. Birdie, who actually got three in one time around the bases, stole second, stole third, stole home, and was like on his hands and knees when he stole home. I'm not really sure if you saw that. That was pretty impressive, but uh, the Marlins do have some wheels. That's, that's one thing they do have going for them. Get I was going to make a Mendick reference after you said that. I, I knew exactly. Once I said that, I'm like, we're just going to power on through. What are you doing? Hey, Bobby's in the chat. Let's say hello to Bobby and like, let's hey, Bobby. Some way out of that. Yeah, I'm not really on the Cardinals stack today. I mean, they're going to go low on, but. Did we like, did we talk about the Cardinals or Bobby's talking about it? Or Bob, Bobby else? talked about them. And yeah, I'm, I'm not really on the Bar- Cardinals stack. It's interesting because we've already, I mean, some people already crowned McKenzie after one good start and he is a prospect, but. My issue is that the Cardinals just aren't very good as a collective, no matter who they're facing. That's kind of my problem with it. And it's not, a, not in their playing ballpark. And I have a hard time getting excited about pretty much seven or eight of these guys in St. Louis as a general thought on the, on the Cardinals. Just but you get excited that. about Mendick. He's cheap enough, man. He makes things work. We live in a robo salary cap. That's true. Him and O'Hearn is an easy way to make a real cheap lineup. Uh, yeah. And I think I say O'Neill, who's been a disaster too. And I keep waiting for those homers I was promised, but. They don't seem to be happening, unfortunately. Who's promising you home runs? I don't know. I mean, I was listening to a podcast, and this is the podcast you were talking. I don't know. Um, all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Eric, everybody's in chat today. Was the memo went out or something? We got Eric Crane in the chat. He was a Cardinals fan, and that's a sad story. Uh, well, they won the World Series a few years ago. You can't win every season. They won the World Series multiple times over the last 12 years. And wasn't that the one where Nelly Cruz should have, like, caught the ball in the outfield and St. Louis should not have won? Should have, could have, would have. Just yeah. excuses, Dean. Why was he even out there? That's a whole other conversation. But, um, yeah, there's 30 teams in the league. You can't win every season. Uh, anything else as far as second, or shall we talk about shortstop? Third? Yeah, let's talk about third. Arnado Machado. <laughs> if Coors doesn't play, then you got a little bit more of a issue on your hand. Um, Yoshi is super cheap at 2.3K. You can go with Turner going up against Minor. I don't like it as much as uh, Lyles, but – Turner's definitely in play at 5.9K. France, another guy playing third over in Coors. Um, if you do have the money, though, Moncada or Rendon are two great state. I love AFs. Rendon. Yeah, I love the Angels as kind of sort of an off-the-board. Yeah. Uh, it's mean, not even that off-the-board. I mean, they're going up against the Mariners. The Mariners, like, Marvicious is not that great of a pitcher, and the Mariners' bullpen is just such trash. Like, it's so terrible. But they're off the board because I think one of the big reasons is, and somebody did a study on this years ago, and I imagine it's still the case, the early teams, when the lineups come out earlier, are more likely to get all things created equal, uh, everything else being equal as far as matchups and yada, 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 are more likely to get more ownership. And also people like, they want their, they want their instant gratification. They don't want to wait three hours. They don't want to sit, okay, now the slate's going on, I'm going to chill three hours and watch my, my, my uh, stack go off. So uh, the Angels, with those, with those factors – we don't have a lot of today because Joe Madden's. This is his nap time, right? This is it Madden napping around three o'clock or so? When does he wake up and make his lineup? Which thankfully, Joe Madden listened. He was watching our show the other day. You weren't on. It was me and somebody else. I don't recall who it was. But, yeah, I don't um, watch when I'm not on. Yeah, well, that, that, this is your this is your ego. Let me rephrase that. I don't watch when you're on and I'm not on. Oh well, there. <laughs> we we were we were. I was insisting that why is Mike Trout not leading off because he's the best hitter in baseball ever and he's better than David Fletcher. And he did lead off. I don't know if that's going to be the way it is going forward, but uh, yeah, Mike Trout is going to go fairly under-owned. I would say Rendon even more so. Trout, of course, it's easier to make work because he's an outfielder and you have more spots for that for third base. Uh, third base only, people are going to look at cores. Now, if the cores game doesn't go off, of course, that's going to shuffle ownership. But as of right now, Machado and Arenado are, are going to be popping. But as a pivot away, Rendon is just an awesome, awesome play in tournaments. You got anything else as far as third base, or shall we jump back to shortstop? Let's jump on back to shortstop and – you know what I'm going to say? Coors. 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 Uh, Tatis, story, real simple. If you can pay up for him, do it. Mondesi is super cheap, and he's good, but he's going to draw a decent amount of ownership. I don't know if I'm fully on him, but it's it's the price tag in the matchup versus Lopez is just way too good. Like, they're the away team, so we know we got mindful innings of them. 
like I hate it, but I'm I've, I Casey is probably a team that I'm going to end up stacking a decent amount of weight today. Uh, Cronworth, more core stuff. Uh, Tim Anderson leading off versus Duffy. I think he has an 800 ISO versus lefty so far this season. If you weren't aware, Dean. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tim Anderson you're talking about? Yeah. It's 28 plate appearances. I was looking at this before in the, in the plate IQ. It's 28 plate appearances. Again, small sample size theater. It's just sort of fun to look at. But, yeah, if you're stacking Chicago, by all means, get yourself some Anderson in your life. It's actually you're, – you're cutting him short. Uh, his ISO this season is 880, and his Boba is 815. And those are completely insane numbers that are not going to sustain. But still fun to look at. I mean, you never know. You never know. It's definitely no, no, possible. I know. I know. You don't know. <laughs> Assuming he plays the rest of the season, I will take the under on both of those numbers. I will even wager a uh, beer, and I will buy beer in case I lose this bet. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the under on both of those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, drink, I'll drink a Zima for you if you want, if I can find one. You'll drink a 12-pack of Zima on air. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. If Tim Anderson goes over an 880, so sure. you have to yes, do that. whatever. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to need the catheter probably, but, yeah. Uh, sure, why not? We'll do that. I uh, know you just put a trash can under your your desk. I've I've peed three times this show. Oh well, all right. <laughs> no, did you ever hear Joe Buck tell a story when he was peeing in the middle of tell us, calling a touchdown? Uh, I did not. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Side note. Stop derailing the show, Dean. I'm done with shortstop. There's really not much else. Like Bias Seager. Who's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Is it Tatis over Story? I prefer Tatis over Story. I know it's a little different as far as the price, but in a perfect world. Yeah, the price makes me go story, but I do like Tatis better. Um, it's real simple. He, he's good. He's very good at baseball. I'm not sure if you saw, but he had a baseball yesterday over the metal supply company in San Diego, like literally out of the park, over the supply company in left field. It was amazing. Yeah, well, I don't know if you noticed, but he's very good. No, yeah. Well, well I mean, I still probably need a sample size of 10,000 plate appearances to fully determine my opinion. But as it stands right now, he looks like he's, he's on his way. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Give me some thoughts on outfielders where I think the outfield is wide open. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, outside of cores, it is. Yeah. And again, uh, last time we'll say it, but there's weather there, weather lurking. You want to check out Roth on premium, uh, premium RG. The show starts at 630 in the East Coast. Take you up on the lock. Roth will tell you what's going on weather-wise there in uh, Cincinnati. We have another one that has weather too. I think the White Sox as well. I dropped the link in chat and earlier. We can drop again for you guys uh, as you're collecting that, that link. This was posted an hour ago for what it's worth of weather. Weather is fluid. It changes. And again, that's why we need to update this. Uh, weather sometimes uh, rains down fluids. Yes. Thank you. Dynamite drop in. <laughs> Science. Yes. Uh, g- give me some thoughts as far as some outfitters. Uh, tell me your favorite in cores and then get away from cores. I mean, in cores, Myers is just too cheap. Like he, he's sitting there at 4.1 K with the platoon split. Him and Grisham leading off like at 4.5K are both too cheap. Hillard, 3K batting cores. I don't care if he's batting eighth. It's still cores. But as I said, I'm probably fading cores a lot more than most people. Blackman's up there, but he's expensive. Um, realistically, like outside of cores, there's a lot of cheap outfielders. Um, Timothy Lopes, if you don't know who he is, he plays for the Mariners. Um, and he's 2K. And then... Can't remember how to say his last name. Also plays with Jose plays with the Mariners. He's 2K. So if you're looking <laughs> like, like honestly, I think the smart move is uh, to. Mar- Marmalejos. Marmalade? Marmalejos. I, I'm a big fan of a good marmalade. I'm not going to lie. What is marmalade? Is that, isn't that lady It's kind of like a jam, it... I think. I don't, yeah, it sounds like something. Yeah. All right. Um, you got anything else? Oh, Tapia's leading off. He's 3.7K on DK. Too cheap. Uh, the Chicago guys are still pretty cheap on Fandle. Uh, half, I think, is 3K. I want to say Schwarber's like 3K or so over there. The Cubbies are fairly cheap on Fandle. You can make them work a lot easier than you can on DK. You can on DK, too. I still the Castro's two. leading off a 3K. That's way too cheap. Well, yeah, I don't think I need them, but yeah, I hear you. Uh, Acuna's 4.8. That's just the wrong price. I understand Wheeler's one of the better pitchers. Thing in the I ball. thought Cardi said he was going to be a league average hitter. Well, I mean, I take that up with Cardi. I don't tell you. It doesn't appear that to be that's the case. He came back in the DL and he banged out two homers in one day. I think at least one off Eric Cole for what it's worth. Small sample. But, you know, he's not a guy. It's be 4.8K. That just should not be the case. I will say this. Uh, when Madden wakes up and makes his lineup, uh, Justin Upton's on the back nine of his career. He's pretty much toast. But he's 2.1K. Like 2.1K. Yeah. Uh, sure, especially as a one-off, you want to make everything else work. Or a part of that angel stack. Uh, I, on DK, when you get a 2.1 guy who's alive and like competent, 
which is Upton, and it's a good matchup. Uh, Solaire is a great play, by the way. He's 4.2K. He's always just under-owned. I don't know if it's because he's in Kansas City and just kind of ignore that city for whatever reason. It's not a very sexy ball He, he hits bombs, and Lopez, yeah. like, yeah, he can strike out some guys, but still 41% fly ball rate and a 35% hard contact rate, and he's getting wild this year, so guys are going to be on base. <laughs> I'm just catching up on the chat. Uh, Crane's asking, well, they're talking about the uh, first game of a series in Colorado. Is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. I feel like that's a narrative we kind of make up when – when it like looks like it makes sense, but is that really a thing? Has anybody done the data on that? I think so. I think it's more of the Coors hangover, like when they go from Coors to somewhere else. Uh, they're talking about the Braves, and like, I, yeah, somebody, a couple people have asked about the Braves in, in chat, uh, and feel free to talk about some stacks in general. We got to step aside in a minute or so because I'm going to make way for crunch time. It's a uh, Dave Potts, cheese is good, along with Estelle cards, and we talked about Roth. Going to give you some weather as far as what's going down there, but uh, talk about the Braves and give me some of your favorite stacks. Uh, big field tournament, Mariners and Royals. Uh, smaller field tournaments, White Sox and Dodgers. Um, prob- Angels in all tournaments. And honestly, I think I'm going to fade Coors. Like, it's looking more and more like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for the bell and just, again, I'm going to see what Roth has to say about it. He's, you know, it's probably going to be hard to make a definitive call even right, right now or even a half an hour because that game doesn't go off until – what, two hours and change from now? Would love it if baseball can make an early call on that, but we haven't necessarily seen that. A couple of times we've seen it a minute or so after the lock. Like, okay, this is not going to play. We'll delay it, then a minute later, it's, it's not happening. Uh, give me one player. Uh, give me a pitcher. Give me somebody that's going to land on a GP lineup tonight. Who do I have to have if I want to win some American dollars? I mean, uh, I'm just going to give you Duffy going for 25 points and Heaney going for 25 points, depending on what side of the tournament you're playing. Uh, for a hitter, Walker is going to hit two bombs. Christian Walker? Yeah. Okay. All I right. also like the over on that game. Oh, yeah, the sharp side app. Was that, was that your pick today for the sharp side app? Yep, over of nine in that game. There you go. Lock it in. He was Grant. I was Dean. This was baseball. Like and subscribe. What? Yeah. This was nonsense for two hours with baseball sprinkled in. It was 50 minutes, and it was uh, probably 20 minutes nonsense, 30 minutes. Time is a flat circle during COVID. Time is a flat circle at all times. You can ask Woody Harrelson. He'll confirm. Or Matthew, I think it was Matthew McConaughey. Nonetheless, we got to go. Devin's like, let's get out of here. we got to set the next show. It's crux time. Stay tuned, premium members. That was Grant. I was Dean. This was definitely 100% baseball. We're out of here, Holler. See you, kids. Holler. Holler.